Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of this great sport. My name's Kevin Wilson, along with... Jay Cole. The legendary food truck icon. And then... This I've been week- called that amongst other things. <laughs> Inmate 32158. <laughs> this week, uh, we are live with Jim, the master grill master from Grubhouse Philly inside the Borscht Building. How are you, Jim? Thank you. Very good to have you. Yeah, I was here a couple... Weeks ago, he and did I such had a, a great I job. Had a blast, and uh, asked to come back, and here I am. We were we were buried in uh, phone calls and emails about your appearance. <laughs> so I decided to invite you back. We did. Jim Mania was like running wild. <laughs> so you know, you gotta I, give the people what they want. And then when you had to fight through those women in the parking lot to get in, it was crazy. they were here for William. <laughs> I, I, I think that it, that's the reason why I got picked as a contestant on wing wing ball this year is yeah the, yeah so this week <laughs> this week is our uh here there and everywhere slash butt center city but center city uh, people are getting sick of, of well no what, what happened was uh, we're heavily focused on center city and then we just had a couple people that said hey look can we get a show where you guys do something Outside of Center City, it doesn't matter. South. I don't know why, because we hammer Center City constantly for the food. It's too small and too expensive, (laughs) and you're way too overhyped. Well, I'll tell you what. Next week, next Sunday, is our University City Smackdown. Oh, there you go. So we're going to tell you. Those college kids need to learn them where the food is. We're going to tell you the best and worst spots in uh, University City next week. So today, we're going to focus on restaurants that are not located in Center City. Uh, just so I can get some value out of my restaurant photo collection, <laughs> I will be, because I only spent a billion dollars on those restaurants, I'm going to talk about uh, restaurants in Las Vegas, Baltimore, Maryland, Quakertown, Pennsylvania, and all of those restaurants, facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash will be posted before tomorrow morning. Uh, so if you guys want to see the photos from my picks, they will be all posted on that website. So, okay, here we go. Uh, let's get started. I'm going to go first, and then we're going to have uh, Jay Cole and then Jim, the grill master from uh, Grubhouse. Here we go. Uh, my first pick, outside of Center City, is called Major Wing Lee Grocery. It's at 4207 Ridge Avenue in the East Falls section. Uh, if you guys are in East Falls, this place gives you humongous sandwiches, and not one of them are over $7. So you can get a huge sandwich. They pack it. If you guys are a diehard foodie or if you're a big-time foodie, you know about Major Wing Lee. It's at 4207 Ridge Avenue in East Falls. If you guys are looking for a good sandwich, you're in the East Falls area. Major wing. Go ahead, J. Cole. There we go. Well, I always get the same thing of, you live in South Jersey. Why don't you talk more about South Jersey places? I think I talk about South Jersey places a lot. But uh, who am I to argue with the four emails a week that come in? (laughs) Um, The three. three, Three of which have poop emojis all over them. Uh, So I will start in my home county, so to speak, of Burlington County. Um, You've heard me talk before about uh, uh, Pizza More. Uh, uh, You've heard me talk about um, Robin's Nest. I wanted to give people something that maybe I hadn't mentioned before, and that's Mom Pa's Tex-Mess Barbecue. I love it. Which is right in Mount Laurel, my hometown. Their address. I even looked up the address to tell you how much I like the guy oh. Alex who runs this place. One Sixteen Creek Road nice. in Mount Laurel. Uh, for those of you who might not know that, it's in Rancocas Woods. Um, he is a very successful food truck operator. Um, I've talked about this a bunch of times. He's made the best shrimp taco I've ever had by far, and I've had shrimp tacos everywhere. Uh, West Coast of California, Hawaii, places that were high dollar. People can't seem to cook shrimp right and get it in a taco for me. I don't know why. Uh, this guy nails it every time. Um, so he took advantage of an opportunity and he opened, I don't want to call it a brick and mortar because it's a log cabin. 
<laughs> so I yeah. guess we're, we're going to call it wood and mortar or uh, wooden mud, wood, however wood they, clay, yeah. wooden clay, however they <laughs> wood keep these clay. things together. But uh, proprietor's name is Alex. He's a real, like a real solid food dude. He's yeah. the kind of person in the community like you like to have. You I know would go I mean? there just for the name. He he does it well. He named it after his parents, who yeah. you know he feels without them he yeah, wouldn't be where sure. he is today. Uh, they do really good barbecue. He's really it's funny. He became known more for tacos, and he does. You know, I love mashups. We were talking sure. about this off the air. He does an empanada burrito mashup, which he calls an emper an emperito. And uh, you know, he did them once or twice as a as a lark. And they cleaned him out. So that'll be added to his regular rotation. He's going to be adding a beef rib um, entree soon, which I think is great. I can't wait for this. Um, I've gotten beef rib entrees at like 35 45 bucks, and they were just kind of mediocre. This guy's cooking is outstanding. I understand he's going to be offering this thing. I don't know what the exact price point will be. Uh, he told me it's probably going to be under 30 Okay. And I think that's again, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to connect with the average person. You know, Mount Laurel is, you know, is like a mix between, you know, middle class, upper middle class people. You know what I mean? They 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 don't necessarily want to go into the city, and you know, one of the places actually in University City, we'll mention it next week, beef rib dinner is fifty two dollars. Oh, no doubt. And I'm just like, really? It's a beef rib. I I don't, you I know, agree with you more. Um, but no, Alex is going to bring this thing under 30 bucks. And I'll tell you right now, if somebody's thinking, oh, that's a lot for beef rib. First of all, go Google what a beef rib is. And second of all, trust me when I tell you, this guy has won awards for his barbecue. The guy has won awards for his tacos. Uh, the service is immaculate and he's one of these places where you go and you actually see the owner. You Uh, see Alex in there. I feel like if you want to know what a beef rib is, look at the, the opening of the, the Flintstones. The Flintstones, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the thing that um, tipped over his car. Yeah, I mean, beef ribs are no joke. I, I realize that, you know, everybody's used to these yeah. sort of maybe Asian-style ribs or whatever, but no. You get a beef rib, but, you know, it's nice. a lot of work to prepare, right? There's only a few people that really do them right. Yeah. And when I come back around in the cycle, I'm going to talk about the next place that I think does beef ribs really well. Well, that's a great pick because I've never heard of it, and I'm sure there's listeners out there that it's, were like, hey. It's literally like two, three miles from my house. Yeah, I love it. I've known the guy for years. Um, he did, uh, we were in a, uh, a, we did Bacon Fest a couple of years ago at Loretta Winery, and I was, I was the judge, and the only reason he didn't win is because he did a shrimp and bacon taco, and this thing was delicious, but the shrimp was prevalent. Not the bacon. Right. And the organizer of the event, Lorita, really, that was like their number one thing. The dish has to be bacon forward. Yeah. Um, other than that, he had the best dish that day. Nice. And it was, you know, the guy literally hasn't had a bad outing in his truck. You follow on Facebook, wherever, Instagram, the guy's got to, you know, each day's time somebody goes in there, he gets more. Nice tip. He gets more fans. So definitely nice check tip. out Mom Pa's Tex-Mex Barbecue, 116 Creek Road in Mount Laurel. And now we have the master of bacon. <laughs> yeah, Probably I'm, the king I'm, of all bacon. I'm assuming he knows where all the I good places are. I am an enemy of pigs everywhere. <laughs> <I feel laughs> Go ahead, Jim. So um, yeah, as part of the circus that is my life, as uh, I mentioned earlier, I am uh, competing in Wing Bowl uh, this Friday at 7 a.m. at Cheerleaders. Yikes. Um, so I had to. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to uh, go to the, this uh, gentleman's club to sign up, and you have to sign a waiver that pretty much says if you uh, choke to death or <laughs> bite your own finger off, it's not their responsibility. You eat to failure. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm filling out my paperwork, and there's scantily clad women walking by. It was yeah. kind of a strange situation. But uh, I had mentioned I was a chef, and the chef that worked there came out to talk to me, and she took me in the kitchen, and she was showing me what they do. And I was shocked. Like, they're not doing, like, burgers and, and chicken nuggets. Uh, she had a, there was a prime rib resting on this. Well, you had uh, said that table. on social media, <laughs> yeah. and I'll tell you what, from friends of mine who go there, you know, I heard the food is amazing. I mean, she's doing crab cakes, and the plating was perfect. So uh, that, that's that's my tip. Is I mean, and this is and it's a and it's a woman, great woman named Beth Esposito, and she has her own. Uh, catering called Pink Garlic, and uh, she, you know, she just really cares about the food, which you yeah. wouldn't expect at a club, and, and it's reasonably priced so that you can spend your money on other things. Sure, in the club. Uh, I'm not. Now, gonna, that's actually I'm an outstanding. Gonna... <laughs> tip. That's an outstanding tip because I've heard from several people that 
the best food comes from right. you know a strip club. And you know, and, and and it makes sense because they you know it's almost like a casino where you know they don't want you to leave. And like, don't they put out a buffet? I think at sometimes five they put out a buffet, and you yeah. know they got Tony Luke's across the street. So there you like, go. They, <laughs> they ah. got to compete with that, so they got to do a good job, and and they do. So uh, yeah, it's that, that's my tip. Nice. Now listen, we give you the straight deal. We don't. We don't. Uh, this show is paid for by my book, uh, Table for One at Barnes and Noble. So we are not Take all... Take shot, everyone. You know the routine by now. We're not all rosy posy. so I'm going to blast someone right now. Oh. Okay? There's a plate. I, I can... Now, we told you, dining on a dime at yahoo.com. If we give a negative review of a restaurant, uh, if, you, if you know the restaurant or you like the restaurant, you're more than welcome to rebuttal. But I just had a bad experience for this particular dish at this particular restaurant. I'm not bashing the whole place. I'm just saying that particular dish. There's a place out in Quakertown. It's called John's Plain and Fancy Diner. Yeah, I'm not going to give a, re- a restaurant's address if I'm not saying anything positive. <laughs> but it's in, it's in Quakertown. Uh, but I had a you meatloaf. Find them on Yelp. Well, I had meatloaf and I had gravy, which I like. Uh, I, did the, I did a book signing at the Barnes & Noble in, in Bethlehem. So I went there on my way home and... Uh, I think everything was out of a box, Jim. I think Yikes. there are there are people actually giving meatloaf from a box. The hungry man meal is being <laughs> taken out and given to you at a restaurant. Wouldn't care normally, but I paid about twelve bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I could have went to the supermarket and got that for four ninety nine. Sure. Uh, Dining on a dime, Yahoo.com. If you guys want to give your opinions on what we're talking about. Today, we're just trying to focus on places outside of Center City. I have uh, on my list, I have good and bad ones. Uh, So uh, funny, real quick, funny story on our diner episode. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I repeated the diners that I had given 12 times. And I got so many emails. People are like, dude, it's a podcast. I can rewind it. (laughs) So I'm not going to repeat myself. J. Cole, go ahead. Next place I want to talk about will slide down the map a little bit to Gloucester County. Nice. Uh, is Chubby's. <coughs> Chubby's had a reputation for a long time as being a good steakhouse. They closed for a while. They opened up again in 2015. Um, since they've reopened, they've done nothing but kill it. The reviews over there are crazy. They're at 239 Monmouth Street in Gloucester City. Um, generally, when I go into places for the first time, I try not to do the obnoxious Instagrammer thing where I'm standing on a chair to get the right photo angle of the picture and, you know, I'm asking somebody to hold up their steak over their (laughs) head. Uh, I try to just go in very quietly and try to enjoy the food so I can, you know, kind of give it a really good, uh, you know, a a level review, um, good or bad. Uh, This was a place I got the name of from our friend uh, Marilyn Johnson, Philly Grove. Philly Grove who I understand has spent the weekend bottling her own wine now. (laughs) Her and her husband, the barbecue captain, apparently moved into the wine business now. Um, And so I headed down to Chubby's. And I got to tell you, I don't think they've lost a step. I really don't. Um, If anything, they've picked up steam by closing for a while, kind of reloading. Uh, This is a kind of thing where you should probably skip the meal ahead of where you know you're going to go eat because chubby's you know everything on that menu looks delicious nice. uh we went over one day and i went over with my brother-in-law a couple other people in my family who are restaurant people you know own restaurants here own restaurants in florida and um you know we sort of ordered like half the menu because nice. that's what we do everybody's kind of trying everything and there wasn't one thing that was bad on that wow, table. Wow, that's unusual. Um, especially because for most people in the steakhouse industry, I'm a nightmare because I prefer my steak Pittsburgh. For those who are listening, maybe you don't know what that is. That's burned on the outside and essentially raw on the inside. Um, you know, I know back in the day, everybody knew how to cook steak like that. Nowadays, I go to a steakhouse and people are like, what? Like, yeah. they don't, they have no idea and what Jim I mean. Jim will be the first to tell you. Right? Yeah, yeah they, they, it's the truth. Uh, they knew exactly what I wanted. Steak came out perfectly. Uh, they had a beef rib special. Um, that's another thing. You know, tr- you know, 
I tell people, follow these places on Facebook or whatever your social media platform is because they'll tell you when the special is. Yeah. Nobody prepares something beef rib or if an Italian joint is doing like a Sunday gravy. It's not like it's a surprise. They're letting you know during the week. On so the if, social if you, media? Yeah, on social media. So if you follow them on social media, you know, check your accounts once in a while. You won't miss when they do these great sort sure. of filet and crab cake specials or whatever. Uh, especially go to these places during the week, maybe during a slow day. We're all about, you know, a discount here. Me, my brother, brothers-in-law, cousins-in-law went in, and we went during, um, I guess, like between lunch and dinner. Like late lunch, we'll call it. And the prices were a lot lower. Nice. And the service was great. You know, they let us know they were doing the turnover. And, you know, we told our server, hey, you know, you know, take your time. Let's just, we're going to be here for a while. I think she saw, you know, five fat guys in there and realized, (laughs) oh, yeah, they're going to be here for a while. Uh And, um, you know, it was delicious. Nice. It was absolutely delicious. So uh, I understand they have a few different things down in Gloucester. And I understand the first word everyone's going to say is the pub. Yeah. Which I guess is maybe a Camden County yeah. Uh, the pub is great. I love the pub. Yeah. I always describe the pub as the steakhouse from out of Game of Thrones. You ready to take a shot? <laughs> not only is the pub in my book, but oh. the, they sent me a gift card thanking me for this. No, see, that's classy. And I, I, the pub is great. The pub is great. But sometimes you're not looking for that environment. Right. Everybody who's been to the pub knows what I'm talking about, right? It's like, you know, it's like carnivore meets Renaissance Fair. Yeah. At this place. And I love that. But sometimes you need something. Chubby's is somewhere where, you know, you can wear a shirt and tie. You can take a date if there's something a little bit more serious. You know, you could take a business associate. You know, maybe you want to grab a steak dinner and try to seal a deal. I don't know if the pub is the place for that. Right. You know what I mean? Where Chubby's, on the other hand, absolutely is. Okay. I want to apologize to our studio guests because... We don't have a clock in the studio, so I keep – this is my Fitbit, and I have to keep banging. So I'm not telling you to hurry. Oh, I'm just see, trying no, to No, see, mine is different. This one's a fat bit, yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me when my bacon sugar level is getting low. <laughs> you need to eat. Go ahead, Jim. You're next. So uh, I, I want to bring this one up because uh, it's uh, one of the ex-chefs of uh, Grubhouse, uh, Barb Romeo, opened a place in South Philly across from Melrose Diner called Thirsty Soul. Oh, okay. Um, nice. It's a new place, and it's one of those places that you would go. I mean, the food is great. Uh, the prices are reasonable. It's like a, um, a New Orleans flair. She does a, you know, jambalaya mac and cheese. Very oh, nice. stick to your oh, ribs type it. stuff that for makes a me reasonable happy. price. But it's also like a cool atmosphere. Like uh, they, they do like a church theme, so the bar has a stained glass on top and lit from below. I love it. Uh, they have a confessional booth that opens up into another room. Um, it's just the excellent food. Uh, Great atmosphere and uh, a, a reasonable price. And that just freaked me out because I, you know, you guys know I blog. Mm-hmm. I just went down in that area mm-hmm. past that restaurant to uh, to blog about the fat chicken, which oh, just yeah, opened up. I, I saw that. Yeah. And, 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 it's so you know, bizarre Grand that you said that. Right next door to that. And oh, it how about that? It wasn't there. Uh, and if it had been, I'd. Probably no, no, no! 20. It just opened over right, the last five weeks. If it had yeah. been there when we worked at the grub house, there I'd be twenty pounds heavier. Ah. At least, <laughs> at least. Okay, my next pick, and I told you guys, I just want to get some kind of value for my billion-dollar restaurant photo collection. So I'm going to go out to Vegas, and we're going to talk about a place. You're not supposed to talk about what happens. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> yeah, this, shush, shush, what are you doing? <laughs> but there's a lot of listeners that vacation out there. Uh, my favorite restaurant in Vegas, which is posted on the Dining on a Dime Facebook page, the photo is called the Top of the World Restaurant up at the very, very tippy top of the Stratosphere Hotel. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but if you travel to Vegas, Stratosphere Hotel only charges like 50 bucks a night. And I can tell you it's the cleanest spot. I mean, you know, because I, I, I said $50 a night. I said, I don't want to catch bed bugs, right? <laughs> they, and sure enough, I start staying there in the early 2000s, clean, uh, 50 bucks a night. They clean it real well, and a lot of people don't like the stratosphere because it's at the end of the strip. There's a deuce bus right at the end of the parking lot that takes you down the strip for 5 bucks, 24 hours. That might, be, that might be the best tip of the night. Yeah, it could be. It might be. Well, I've had that experience in Vegas, too. Staying off the strip. Right. Well, this is right up, before downtown, but it's on the strip. But, uh, you yeah. wind up finding much better options. Absolutely. So people are like, why are you staying at the Luxor? Well, I'm getting twice the room for half the price. Exactly. And you know what I mean? You look at the Luxor restaurants, and I'm like, 
I, you know, I can go and eat at seven o'clock. I don't have to have dinner at seven in the morning. Yep. Uh, and and the top of the world restaurant, just so you know, it's it overlooks the strip, uh, and it rotates as you're eating. Oh, those so are nice. you can. So if you're looking for to look at the Bellagio fountains, it's upscale though. I'm just letting you know. But uh, if you're looking to uh, watch the Bellagio Fountain Show, you can go there, schedule your dinner around the time they do it, and you can look right at yes. it. So anyway, that's my next tip, and I'm just trying to get my money's worth from the restaurant. <laughs> go ahead. These Russian hackers have taken all those photos <laughs> by now. Uh, continuing my South Jersey county by county, uh, I'll pop into Atlantic County. And I know everyone immediately thinks of Atlantic County, Atlantic City, all the casino restaurants. They've got a small fortune put into publicizing those places. Celeb- every casino has a celebrity joint. Um, I've marked out before and eaten at those places. A couple sure. years ago, I talked about eating at Guy Fieri's Chop I got House. A, I got a couple of them on my list. Um, Go ahead. I was looking for some place, and I've always kind of done this, more so since we started on this show, looking for somewhere where there's value. Uh, most recently, our uh, our friend from uh, Small Bites, John Howard Fusco, yeah. was just over at this place. Um, I hadn't been there for a while. He was there for their whiskey and donut pairings, <laughs> which sounded amazing. Go find John Howard Fusco on social media, um, and he talks all about it. He's got a blog post, Eating in South Jersey, and he talks about it. It's a place called the Iron Room Restaurant. They are over on... Albany Avenue, I'm trying to find their address, and I don't have it right in front of me now. But they're over at Albany Avenue in Atlantic City. And this place was one of the first places that was doing tapas that attracted my attention. Nice. When I first started seeing tapas, it was weird stuff that I just wasn't going to eat. And, you know, oh, we have octopus, we have Spanish mackerel. And I'm like, "Eh, great, you know. Um, But they've done some really, really, really kind of like inventive things like nice twists on things and it's just a really cool place to hang out they're trying to it's it's a little on the small side and it's got that speakeasy vibe which i kind of really like and they they i think for it's fair to say at least 50 percent of that place is bar they're focused on whiskey they're focused on cocktails not that there's anything wrong with that um but generally speaking places that are like that the food is hit or miss I haven't had any misses over there. And if you read John Howard Fusco's review, you'll see he didn't really find any misses over there either. It was um, nice. It's one of those places, too, where you can get into, even though it's on a critics list, it's not so crowded that you're like, yeah, okay. I I, I just, no matter what I do, I can't get in here. Um, uh, Here's the address 648 North Albany Avenue. John's giving addresses. Well, you know what? I've had a couple of people say, well, why does Kevin give all the addresses and you just give a lot of attitude? Well, <laughs> because I'm not overly professional. But in this case, if I'm telling you to go somewhere, I will try to get you the address. Um, not a terrible neighborhood in Atlantic City. Um, not the brightest and shiniest, but certainly not the t- not terrible. And they really do some really nice, you know, just, just some decent plates at, I think, most importantly, this show. I never want to kind of step away yeah, from this. Value. Is the value? Yeah. Um, I'm getting a forty dollar plate for twenty five bucks. Nice. And by, oh, real quick, I'm sorry. And that makes me super happy. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but, no. Uh, next Sunday will be our uh, University City Smackdown, but we're going to take Jay Cole's advice, and on February 10th we're going to do a shirt and tie show. So we're going to teach you for Valentine's Day. My wife, the luckiest like, woman alive. Who is, who is in studio? She was in studio for about 30 <laughs> seconds, and then she was afraid someone would recognize her and dodge out of here. She's over at our friend's uh, Piston Diner. Oh, uh, it's a great spot. Yeah, she's over there. I just checked on Facebook. She's like, waiting for my husband at yeah. Piston Diner. Okay. Um, she'll make me dress up a couple times a year, and I'll have to actually wear long pants. I'll actually have to wear a grown-up shirt. Tie I still have from my dad from like the fifties. I'll put it on. A place that doesn't sell mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to eat there, the Lady Brent. But we're we're gonna talk about some of these places. Yeah, we're gonna do it on. Sometimes the you need a grown up option. Yeah. So and and we're gonna talk about that on the tenth, and we're going to give you places that give you great value. Uh, you know it, it, that you can go to shirt and tie, and you can get lucky. If and you get well. <laughs> that's a, that's a whoever. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Jim. 
Uh, so uh, another one of the many hats I wear is I uh, make uh, charcuterie and bacon for a company called uh, 1732 Meats. Um, Our friend now. Ari. Ari, I work for Ari Miller. Um, but uh, uh, one of the uh, restaurants that uses our bacon is a place called Lucky's Last Chance. In, uh, in, I, that's in one of our favorite spots. It's, we've it's, talked it's, about it's that place. Yeah, we, we've we've too, talked so about I, them I, often. So I, I won't spend too much time on it since everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's we just love a great it. spot, great food. I think they won uh, one of the years I did Burger Brawl, and they wanted it. Yeah, they, they, they've done it a couple um, times. And uh, just a great spot, and they, and they do use our bacon, so I definitely wanted to give they it a They won, like, out. a fan favorite or something this year at Burger Brawl. Yeah, they did. I didn't go to this year's Burger Brawl, but I... Well, yeah, no, I, I was I was there. I was the social media host for Rostelli's, which was one of the burger sponsors, and they brought up uh, Chris Service because God forbid we don't give Chris Service another uh, award. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and somebody was there from Lucky's. I think one was like the judges award, yeah. and one was like the fan favorite or something and, like that. And have you had their peanut butter and jelly peanut bacon cheeseburger? Did, I did, and that was the one I think that they won for. Is it? Uh, yeah, they, it was a peanut butter one that they won. That's for one of my favorite burger burgers of all yeah. time. Okay, well, that's a great, great. great I was selection. not a peanut butter on a burger guy until I tried that. That kind of changed yeah, my. Perspective. I actually, I actually thought it went very well with the bacon to get the sweet and savory. Like you know, yeah, it was it was really good with the bacon. All right, uh, my next pick. Since John mentioned a celebrity chef, I'm going to give you a very good spot at a good value at the Brigada in Atlantic City. Owned by Iron Chef Jeffrey Zakarian. Are you sure? Because even the vending machines yeah. at that place are like nine dollars no, for not, a I'm coke. Not, it, it was it was not so overpriced. We'll say not so overpriced instead of good value. I only had to give Chef Zakarian one of my kidneys for a meal. It it's, was, it was totally well, worth. No, you can afford to go there. It's not that bad, but it is. You know, it, it's a casino. But Sunroom in Atlantic City. It's a diner type place. And Iron Chef Zakarian is like a master of the little bit upscale. So I was actually surprised uh, that he had a diner-type place. Uh, But I'll tell you what, it was excellent. Uh, I thought of him as a fine dining guy, and this was just a laid-back spot. You know, I I think we see that a lot, right? We've seen people before that come from traditions. Like we've talked about Mike Strauss. Yeah, He comes from, I think, the Vetri camp. And you see him with like a barbecue place, yeah. and you would probably that wouldn't be the first conclusion you'd make, yeah, exactly. Right? Like if you rolled up on Chef Vetri and said, "Hey, where are one of your chefs working now?" Right. I don't know if he didn't know, you know, bar back in a, ki- a burger kitchen or something. You wouldn't guess that right, right. away. It, it, it kind of ruined my meal because I kept <laughs> I kept I kept eating the burger, saying, "This guy's a fine diner. What's he doing yeah. with a diner?" You know, but but that's the but it's a great spot, Sunroom in Atlantic City. Chef Zakarian has a podcast on, I think. I'm going to say maybe serious. Oh, and he talked with Amanda Freitag, another sort of Food Network personality, and she owns a very successful diner in New York now. Oh, okay. She's another person that came from a sort of, uh, we'll call it like Euro-influenced kitchen tradition. Nice. And again, you're, you're probably thinking at her level, she's competed on all these shows, uh, yeah. Iron Chef, Chopped. Now she judges these shows. I don't know if you would think, again, diner is the first thing that's coming from her. You just made a great point because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, in my book, (laughs) I talk about my meeting with Emeril. I met Emeril one time. He's the greatest dude ever. And uh, his burger bar at the Sands Casino in Bethlehem blew me away. And I'm thinking Emeril, you know, the Emeril's legendary. You know what I mean? And I thought he would have. But his burger bar? At the Sands Casino in Bethlehem is amazing. The photo is on the Dining on a Dime page. Uh, he made an onion bagel roll. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I was like, wow, this burger blew me. It was the first burger I ever blogged about, hmm. but it's, it's at Emerald's Burger Bar. I think when you get these high-level chefs, you have to remember a lot of times, um, and I don't mean you personally. But yeah, I, mean, I know what you're saying. You, you have to remember they started at more humble beginnings. Yeah, yeah. Not too many times does somebody's mom or dad the president of a bank and they roll into the mom and dad's office and say i'm gonna wash dishes for somebody else and let them treat me like crap for 10 years so that maybe i can open around that just doesn't happen most of the times people if you read their biographies you see they came from fairly humble beginnings you know what i mean even not even the most traditional chefs a guy like i fieri yeah who's probably more personality than (laughs) chef he talks about his parents were like hippies in Northern California, you know, not where you, you know, so he cooked to basically have a trade. Um, 
so I think to a certain extent, these people throw back to that. Amanda Freitag talked about that growing up, very middle class. Yeah. Uh, in Jersey, as a matter of fact. And sort of, you know, those diner meals, those takeout meals, those were the things that, you know, so now they want to apply, uh, we'll say, their chef superpowers to that styrofoam metal tin tray meal exactly. you used to bring. And, and I'll tell you what, just so you guys know, Emerald, uh, has, if you're an Emerald Lagasse fan, which I am, I'm a super fan, uh, is uh, he has three restaurants in the Sands. And what I like about it, the Sands in Bethlehem, he has three restaurants. One's the Chop House, which is a little bit more yeah. upscale. Then you got the Burger Bar, and he has another one. I forget the name. Uh, but they're all inside the Sands Casino in Bethlehem. And we were in communication with them for the uh, ESPN uh, station, yeah. and they couldn't have been nicer. Well, Emerald's, uh, real quick, I'll just throw this out there, Universal Studios, Emerald's Chop Chop. My favorite spot. Um, I love that place. I love the hotel there, the Royal, I'm going to say Hawaiian, I think I just said called. it's my favorite spot. I've been there once. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, every time I'm in Orlando, uh, we, I, I try to get over there. Um, I, I, I just think that... That place is the kind of the nice balance between, um, you know, upscale food and, no, you know, a chop I can actually kind of cut into a little bit. I was there once, and it was 2004. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my favorite spot. <laughs> hey, William, uh, why don't you give the folks an announcement? Okay. Uh, you can now hear archived episodes of the Dining on a Dime podcast Monday through Friday at www.indiephilly.com. That's www.indiephilly.com. See the website for times. Thanks, William. Uh, John, I, I interrupted you rudely. No, I just did, you, I, I, you should always interrupt me for William. No, go ahead. The radio voice is a million times. I can <laughs> never pull that off. All right. What, what, for those of you that don't speak dignified, he was telling you to go to IndyPhillyRadio.com and listen to the show. First time translated William, for the, the I translated for, <laughs> for the lowbrow <laughs> folk like me. First time William was here, John said he's uh, he's uh, the adult in the room because he wears long pants. Yeah, he's, <laughs> God, I, I rudely interrupted. No, no, it's okay. Um, next place I'm going to throw out is I'm trying to kind of cruise the county by county thing. Um, this way, nobody's offended, you know. Because if I stick to, to something too much in Camden County, I'll get the, I'll catch that nasty DM on Twitter from Cape May County. Hey, we're here too. We're South Jersey. Ah, you guys are almost Delaware, but okay, we'll go, we'll go with it. Um, there was a time in my life where I spent a lot of time checking out a lot of Cape May places, and I've talked about them before on other shows. And again, there are places, Peter Shields. They have these like large uh, PR firms that talk about all these places. The place I'm going to mention isn't really, uh, it's a smaller place. Um, and they're, what I love about this is their vibe doesn't fit their building. Like everything in Cape May, it's very kind of Victorian. If you've been down there, you guys know, uh, Cape May has like a vibe they don't deviate from. It's Seashore Cottage during like the 1880s. And anything other than that, they're like GTFO. We're not interested. Um, they, there's a place, and I'm going to give you the address, One Sunset Boulevard. It's in West Cape May. It's slightly off the beaten track. You know what I mean? It's not right next to the Washington Inn, which I've talked about before on other shows. I go there once a year with family. It's like, like, you know, like a tradition. They have great food. Um, I discovered this place almost by accident. Uh, a friend of mine was down there. She wanted me to meet her husband or kid. We hadn't connected for a while. Um, we, I, something happened. The reservation wasn't right. And we found just cruising around. And at this point, I'm like, look, I'll go sit in Wawa's parking lot <laughs> and have a meatball sandwich just to kind of hang out. But we found a place called the Black Duck. And this place does not necessarily have all the buzz yet. Okay. And I'm trying to kind of jumpstart the buzz for them a little bit. It's a BYOB. And it is in a house. It's just in like a Victorian kind wow. of wood-sided house. And uh, they decided to bring like an Asian twist to this place. And the thing that impressed me the most is that the portions are very generous for their early bird pricing. Um, this is a place where we got there. And again, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the time I have spent in the culinary world. But I'm never going to eat at 12 o'clock. I'm never going to eat at like 6.30 or 7 o'clock. And I'm never going to breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning because I know that's their heaviest times, right? We rolled into this place about half past three. 
and they have uh, the service while being upscale is very warm. Nice. Generally, you can have one, not the other. Um, I was super, super, super impressed by this place. Uh, of course, being down there, seafood, they sort of have to do. Um, but the place is not, the reason I kind of hesitated to bring this up before, they're not open the whole year. Like a lot of places, they're not. I think they probably open mid-April, and they're probably closed by Halloween. Right. But if you get a chance to get over there, um, it's absolutely worth it. The portions are priced for like a $40 meal, and their price point's about $25. Nice. And I, you know, I, that's, that's, I'm always looking for the value there. Yeah, that's but. And uh, they, they, you know, they just they, they they have a salmon dish that's really good down there, and salmon is one of those things where either I cook myself or I go to a seafood place for. When I see someone grabbing salmon at like a diner or something, I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, You're the man that likes to take risks. <laughs> well, you know what? Some of the things I really liked about this place was they take something like an egg roll. Everybody recognizes it. And then they decide to use goat cheese and duck confit in this thing. Okay. I don't think that's something that everybody sees every no. day. Um, they do really tasty, some of the best I've ever had. People look at me, they don't necessarily think this guy eats spring rolls, right? <laughs> uh, I do. I love spring rolls to death. They do these blue crab spring rolls, a uh, little miso, little... It, it's just a very unique spin they have. Say the name again. Uh, it is the Black Duck. Nice. They're on Sunset. Unfortunately, I've only been in there the once so far, and I didn't feel comfortable the first time I go into a place asking to talk to the chef, especially by the time we finished, they were starting to get busy. Wow. But they do a, uh, we ordered a Black Pearl, as they call it. It's a dry rub Black Pearl salmon, brown butter vinaigrette. Really, really, really well done. Um, I got, I should have probably gotten the duck. I didn't have the courage to get the duck. Um, my friend's husband got it, and it was delicious. Sweet it's potato risotto. Uh, well, duck is one of those duck things. Duck is where, not predictable. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if I know the chef, I'll right. get duck. No, if I not, mm, I got a hanger steak. And I know people are like, oh, what a surprise or whatever. But um, it's delicious. Truffle potatoes. Um, it's well, maybe not the most imaginative thing on their menu, but it was a solid choice. So, yeah, definitely. Black Duck, I think they are going to open the third week of April. Nice. So if you're downloading this, you know, not listening live, you're downloading this whenever, jot that one down. Nice. Stick a pin in it when you decide to go down the shore. i tell you what, you gave four picks. I'd never heard of any of them, and they sound like great spots. Well, I wanted to kind of spread out that yeah. map a little yeah. bit. Um, we've had something from Atlantic County. We've had something from Cape May County. We had something from Gloucester County. And we talked about uh, Mom Paz from yeah. Burlington, you know, right, right around the corner from my house. And what's good, uh, just so our listeners know, wildfireradio.com. Uh, look for Dining on a Dime, and you can hear all our shows. And John did a great job with the bar episode, too. The bar, We did uh, Best Bar Food, you know, and uh, John did a great up, uh, job. Go ahead, Jim. So uh, now we're going to Delaware County. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And, and I wanted to say... Um, Earlier about the the chef thing, like I think when a chef comes from humble beginnings, it makes them a better chef. Yes, because you have to. I mean, I I, I never went to culinary school. I grew up relatively, you know, like lower middle class, and my, both of my parents worked. So I was like twelve years old, and I was coming home from school, and it would be like an episode of Chopped. <laughs> and there'd be like hamburger meat and some nice. noodles, and I'd have to like figure out what to do with it. And I think that made me uh, enjoy being a chef. I agree. Like, kind of yeah. like where to get where I am now. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Delaware County. Um, there's a great, uh, if you're into seafood, uh, there's a great place called the Clam Tavern in Clifton Heights, which is, uh, it's, it's a off, the, off the beaten path. Uh, it's off of Baltimore Pike uh, as you're going you know, towards West Philadelphia. Uh, just the amazing, uh, the, uh, I, I can't remember the chef's name, is Chef Nick, but um, he's doing amazing things with like just anything seafood, clams, casino, shrimp, uh, things like that. And, and the prices are, I mean, it's, it's Delco reasonable. So, nice. Um, and a, just an excellent place. And just so, if you're just joining the podcast now, Jim Hassan is the grill master 
at Grubhouse Philly. One of the Philly. many hats I wear, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah there are 20 Man of a thousand jobs. Out of the thousand jobs. One Man of them of is jobs. you are the grill master at Grubhouse Grub Philly House. inside the Bourse Building, 111 uh, Market. I, I believe that. Yes. That sounds about right. We're going to say that. Just the uh, But it, inside the Bourse Building, uh, the beautiful new food hall. Uh, Jim is the master uh, grill master at Grubhouse Philly. So if you're just joining us, that's that's Jim Hassan. Okay, I'm gonna have to do two picks only because I was. I got two books to sell. No, no, no. <laughs> My anxiety level was high, and I've already posted these photos, so I want to make sure I mention them. Uh, just so everyone knows, top of the world uh, restaurant in uh, in Las Vegas. The photo is already on our dining on a dime page on Facebook. Uh, that photo has already been posted. Here's another photo I already posted, uh, so I want to make sure I get it in. It's called the Five Napkin Burger. It's at 630 9th Avenue in Midtown West in Manhattan. The name has me sold. Yeah, the yeah. Fi- well, the Five Napkin Burger is actually very popular in Manhattan. I was going to say every burger I eat is five <laughs> napkins. <laughs> But in Manhattan, I believe they have a couple locations. The one I went to was at 639th Avenue, Midtown West in Manhattan. The photo is on the Dining on a Dime page. Uh, my problem with is this. A lot of these places give so much hype, you know what I mean, that you're kind of let down a little bit. It was a good burger. It was nice. Just, you know what I mean? If you're going to pump yourself up as being the best burger place in the history of mankind – it just kind of gets people's expectations up. But it was very good, but it just, you know what I mean? I just thought it was a little small, and it could have been a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to do another quick pick because it's on the Dining on a Dime Facebook page. Uh, I've already posted the photo. Uh, it's from Guy Fieri, and John knows the story, but he I think he's great. Uh, but he did get some negative press about his restaurants. Uh, this is at the Harris in Chester. I'll tell you what, he blew me away, That or that restaurant blew me away. The burger was fantastic. Uh, the fries were cooked perfectly, which is unusual, as Jim knows. Uh, just perfect. It was a very good spot. It's called Guy Fieri. Uh, he has a burger place at Harris in Chester. I've already posted the photo. How could he not be a great chef if he's you know, he does the show dining uh, diners drive-ins and dives. no he just had negative press because he yeah, opened he opened the restaurant yeah, we're like, not going to get into negative but I mean like how could I mean like, I feel like everything he does should be good because he's like he probably like I'll like tell you a, what he had a, home... a dirty snowball rolling downhill every place he goes <laughs> he's, he's like up, no he hit a, a he hit a home run in Chester and, yeah. he just got some bad press for another restaurant again yeah. but he, he, I I think he's great can't win them all you can't win them all go ahead no I'll go negative. Oh. <laughs> I'll go negative. You don't want it. when he goes negative, it's it's Pete Wells, a quote unquote food critic for the New York Times, I guess he decided his page views and clicks were a little low. Oh, yeah. So he decided to go gunning after the biggest dog in the food industry, yep. which was Guy Fieri. And he did that. And sure he got his name out there for about fifteen hot seconds. Yep. And yeah, Guy Fieri decided, okay, fine, it wasn't worth it for me to have I got forty restaurants. One of them is getting bagged on. Right. By Pete Who Wells. And, um, you know, so he closed it. And meanwhile, he's opened up restaurants everywhere else. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've eaten at more Guy Fieri restaurants than Pete Wells has. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'd cook that guy under the table if he ever stepped to me in the kitchen, which he won't. It actually Because helped. most food critics can't cook. It actually helped my experience because the yeah. press I read, I had very low expectations and it blew me away. How is the it truth just- of the matter is, Guy Fieri's a good human being, he does a lot to help people. Um, I know people that know him, literally one degree of separation. They said the work that this guy does for military vets, the work that this guy does for emergency responders, teachers, nurses, um, not to mention the massive spotlight he's thrown on the culinary industry in the last decade and a half. Yeah, sure, you want to say the guy's this, he's that, he ripped off his look from the guy from somebody else. All that stuff is noise. The truth of the matter is this guy's concrete accomplishments both for other people and for himself. He's got like three dozen restaurants. His show essentially carries Food Network. Yeah. And the ratings made it so marketable, I believe Food Network is now owned by like the Discovery Channel. I, I, I watch 10 hours at a time. Yeah, you know so, I mean? yeah. And I don't care if I've seen it before. Yeah. yeah. Watch it again. So yeah. do me a favor. 
when I see this kind of Guy Fieri hating. I'm so happy you said that. I yeah. put that in the same category as people who bash Wawa. Because I, ha- I can't. Look, tell- I get it. You, you're looking for attention. And I can't tell you one bad thing about his place in Chester. <laughs> I loved every single. People used of to it. bash Emerald, too. I remember this back in the bad old dark days of forums. People would bash Emerald wow. because he had a primetime show, restaurants everywhere, cookbooks flying out the door. But his um, resume was amazing. His resume was amazing, and the, the Emeralds restaurants I've eaten at have been some of the best food I've ever oh, had. Oh, yeah, me too. So when you come for one of these guys, yeah. as we used to say, come correct or not at all. That's right. If you want to say you don't like Guy Fieri, this, that, that's your personal opinion. Yeah. When a guy like Pete Wells decides, oh, maybe I'm going to get a little bit, you know, I'm going to ask for a raise uh, from the New York Times, which is like one of these publications laying people off left, right, and center – um, do me a favor, just don't. Yeah, because of the because of the bad press Guy Fieri had, I went looking for negative. I couldn't find one. His no. place in Chester was outstanding. After Wells put this out there that he didn't like the food, the fries were this, the shake was that. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, well, where were all the? He wasn't the first guy that walked through the door. Exactly. Literally, hundreds of people had eaten there beforehand, yeah. and I didn't see anything. Right. Afterwards, hundreds of people ate there before they closed, and I saw very few reviews. Backing this guy and up. the same thing you just said about Emerald Lagasse, people were bashing Emerald. If you look at Emerald's restaurant resume, top of the line. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I just, you're not getting more qualified. I, I, I let's put it this way: I'm at an age now where I've spent an unhealthy amount of time on social media, and I can kind of see. There are these people that are so desperate for attention. Yeah. Now, I'm desperate for attention, but I do it properly, and I get a podcast, right. and so people listen to me. <laughs> I don't get it by you know throwing flaming bag of dog poop on somebody's just front to get step cheap clicks. just to get clicks or page views or whatever. No, I agree. Um, nine out of every ten food critics working today is that flaming poop bag thrower. Um, we're fortunate enough to have Craig LeBan that works in and around Thank Philadelphia. Goodness. Thank goodness. Top of the food chain. This Top guy is food. like the patron saint of food critics. Some of the people working in the industry now uh, I call them food journal LOLists, right. um, if you've seen me use this term. You're just looking for a job. Right. And you figure, if, you know, if I say something terrible, some lazy editor will say, okay, fine, I'll cut you your $150 check, you'll get your page views, and you're that much closer to moving out of your dad's basement. And a good point he just made was Craig LeBan's on our episode 12, wildfireradio.com, download episode 12, and listen. But I went through the city bragging about him, and I didn't get one person that didn't respect his opinion. Like, like, you know how it is. It's off the record. He's not there, so you would expect people to give, you know, negative uh, views. Nobody. Everybody uh, was like... Uh, feud reviewers used to have an easier time of it before Yelp. And oh now, yeah, yeah. You know, now Zachary Q from Bucks County <laughs> has an opinion <laughs> on uh, well, you know, everything. I and- saw an interview with Mario Batali who said one of the reasons that he left Iron Chef is because they started using judges who had no idea right. from the... And yeah, he, I remember that. He talked about it. It used he to be said, judges you knew, and then it was. Zach yeah, Q and, but, was up there from, you know, that's what he I said. don't know, squat.com. That's what he like, said. Oh, he said, on. I'm getting criticized by Susie, who stars on yeah. the OC. You know right. what I mean? And he just didn't like it. And I agree. I totally agree. Jeffrey I, Steingarten is, is, is yeah, a food expert. he's another guy. This is a guy that's, you know. He made that show if because there, he. If there's like a Hall of Fame for judges, absolutely. he's in there. No doubt about uh, it. The guy was honored by the French government. Yeah. Uh, he was knighted for his service in, in the culinary oh, world. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, he's got to sit next to, yep. you know, some you know some kid who plays bass in some band that's going to be famous for about eight minutes. Right, but yeah, uh, it's 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 a little bit. I understand they're always trying to get popular appeal, but and this is kind of leads back to my my guy Fieri thing. Right, the guy, you know, he's a polarizing figure. No, he's not. Almost everybody likes the guy. I'm fortunate enough to know people on a personal level of varying degrees that have interacted with Fieri on a regular basis. You guys hear me talk about the Vincent Town Diner all the time. Fieri spent half the day at the Vincent Town Diner. I know the chef. I know the owner. I know the owner's son. I know the server. Fieri was nothing but an absolute delight to work with. It actually helped my review because I had such low expectations from reading yeah. all these negative things that it actually blew me away. I can't think of one I went to Fieri's Chop House and th- th- our table wasn't ready on time. They sat us at the bar, comped my drinks, right. comped our appetizers, and comped our dessert. Wow. 
I waited 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't know in terms of service, what more were they supposed to do? Yeah. You know, rub my feet, give <laughs> me a pedicure. Right. I mean, you know, I'm believe me, I'm fine. It's 20 minutes. I get it. The guy's yeah. on TV about 10 hours a day. No, I agree. I understand I got to wait a minute for a I'm table. happy you made that point about Amarillo and Guy Fieri. Now, I realize it's a tiny little bit off track, right. but that, no, that gets me worked up. That yeah, gets me worked up when people... And I'm watching these guys, and they're raising money for charities, yeah. and they're you know they're doing dinners for guys coming back from like Afghanistan, right? And then you know, and I, I don't know if there is a Zachary Q out there in Bucks County. <laughs> if there is, I'm sorry, but it's all these guys that are no, like that. You, you're just you're looking to become part of something you don't really right. have a place in. Right. It's fine if you're a diner. No, I agree. I go to Jim's place, and I didn't like the food. All right. Well, you know, Jim is a professional chef. Understands, he's not gonna, he's never gonna get a hundred out of a hundred. Right. There's always gonna be somebody that said it's too spicy, it's too this, it's too that. The point is, you're making your best effort to do your best job as often right. as you can. Okay. And you know, if you know your business, you, you know, you come out on I'm the right glad you side. Said that because there thing. are people that think they know what they're but, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, I've eaten out nine times now. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but eventually your mom is going to stop giving you Cracker Barrel gift cards and you're going to have to be a big boy. Uh, so I really don't want to hear any no, more of that. Um, All right, well, we people got... at the show sometimes. I'll tell you right now, we want to hear positive feedback, negative feedback. Oh, yeah, we'll read the negative. Neutral feedback. <laughs> Do not at me right. or at this show with, I hate Guy Fieri, I hate Robert Irvine, hey, I hate Gordon uh, Ramsay. Then change the channel. Yeah, that's all. Just, just change the channel, man. It's that simple. They yeah. don't have to be in your life. You're choosing to put yourself in yeah. their life. Okay, we're down to our last 10 minutes, so we're all going to go around one more time, and okay. then we'll check the time, and then we'll go around again. Okay, I just have to name this restaurant because I posted the photo. Don't forget, everything I've told you today it has a photo with it. Facebook.com forward slash dining on the dime one forward slash will get you right to the photos of the places I talk about. I put a photo up on uh, Facebook, uh, our Dining on a Dime page. I was in Baltimore. Uh, uh, you know, when you when you write a book, you'll take any gig you can get. So, you know, it, so it's like <laughs> Kevin Wilson will be at the Cracker Barrel on State Road. He attends the opening of a letter. Yes, exactly. So I was offered a chance to go down to the Barnes & Noble on the Baltimore Harbor, and I said I took it because I would have took anything. You know what I mean? So I'm down there, and uh, a lot of these places – just pick a popular name. I went to a place on the harbor called Bubba Gump Shrimp from the, you know. from Oh, the, from Forrest Gump movie. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, you know, they got the name. I'm going to go. Yeah. Does the server announce the shrimp? Uh, the I don't even want to get into the details. shrimp and mango shrimp. and So I go there and I had the uh, po' boy, the shrimp po' boy, uh. right? Look at the joy on seems his face. Like, yeah, like, you can. You can like a safe decision. Uh, yeah. Well, well, it's a po' boy. I mean, yeah. honestly, how you, do you mess up a po'? You, you've advertised yourself as a restaurant, so I got to. And you know, they took that shrimp out of a box. You know uh, what I mean? But anyway, uh, th that's a negative. But that's on the Baltimore Harbor. It's called Bubba Gump Shrimp, and I think they get a lot of customers that are going there just because the name sounds cool. You know what I mean? Well, it's, they want. You know, it's all about the recognition. We've talked about this even right. off the air, yeah. brand recognition, right? Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Grubhouse, their old location. I love Grubhouse. If that would have been called, you know, like Mike Schmidt's Grubhouse, Jim would have retired a bazillionaire by yeah. now. No, sure. Um, it wouldn't have affected the food he did, but you know what I'm talking right. about, right? It's just people uh, lock on. That's that's how multiple generations of Americans have been raised, pretty much. If you've read the real book about Mad Men, that's the way they wanted people to be. Right. They wanted that Pavlovian response of I say a name yeah. and I connect to it. And I know I'm going to get the emails, diningonadime at yahoo.com, because there are some people that like that spot. I'm just telling you about the Poe Boy. I didn't like it. In fact, I was very upset because the Baltimore Harbor has some great spots. You know what I mean? And I, I was hate actually, to be a jerk, but that one's on you, man. Yeah, yeah well, that's if you're I'm in saying. Baltimore Harbor and you went to Bubba yeah, Gump, exactly. That's, sometimes the kid just burns his hand on the hot stove. And, and, and then I called the I called the uh, manager for the store, and I said, "Wow, I ended up going to the." He's like, "Dude, why would you why? go there?" <laughs> so it you know, people were looking down the aisle, from, down the street for Phil's exactly. going. Is he going there on his own? He, he's like, "Are you sure you should start having people pick the places you want to blog about?" Because he said that was a horrible decision. Did you think you're on candid camera. Man? I <laughs> Did you lose a bet? Go ahead, John. Uh, I'll throw this one out there, and it's Salem County. 
And mm. I know I'm going to hear crickets in Salem County. There's exactly two really good places to eat in Salem County, but I found a third. The first one in Salem County is De Paolo's. It's an Italian place. Um, it's a standby New Jersey Italian place, but the family still runs the place. Nice. They still kind of take their time with everything. Um, that's pretty well known. Uh, the place that I'm going to talk about is the Riverview Inn. Not a ton of people have heard about this place, and that's why I'm trying to help them out a little bit. They're at 60 Main Street in Pennsville. Um, their menu is sort of a little bit all over the place. Uh, I'll be first to admit, anytime I see, maybe this is me being a jerk, but when I see crazy nachos on a menu, I'm <laughs> like, oh, no. The guy's an amateur. But nice. Yeah, but no, you know what, though? I understand there's a market there. You know, a lot of younger people in Salem County, and, you know, they're looking for, like, that 6 or $8 app, and he gives it to them. But then he does a thing called a crabachado salad, which is this great sort of, I did not expect real champagne vinaigrette and a broiled crab cake to be done really well with avocado, cheddar cheese, bacon. Nice. Um, usually he tries to get greens in season if he can get them. Um, really, really, really tasty. And then he does the sort of black and blue steak, which I don't necessarily think is innovative, but I don't find it in Salem County. Yeah. Salem County's got a sub shop. Salem County's got the Paolo's, and Salem County's got the road to get over into Delaware where you can start finding real <laughs> restaurants again. It's the truth. I mean, I'm not trying to give them a nice. hard time. They have grouper dish that they get the, they get fresh fish from Florida. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. They're assuming it's just coming in, you know, block of ice. Maybe in six months we'll chop it free and use it. Right. Now, he's very – and one of the things I'm super, super, super anal about um, and maybe this is because I've won a few cooking competitions with this as a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. To me, if you're going to be a restaurant and you're going to call yourself a restaurant, if you can't do a grilled cheese sandwich, why am I going to trust you with $28 and a steak if I can't trust you with $9 yeah, you and a grilled, grilled cheese, cheese sandwich? sandwich. Yeah. Uh, they do a Jersey melt, um, which is sort of this kind of baked... Uh, they call it a French fried tomato. To me, it's more like a baked tomato. Instead of doing like the fried green tomato, they do it with red tomatoes. Oh, wow. And they use a uh, white cheddar, which they get from right over in Pennsylvania, and um, their crab imperial mix. And it goes on either table bread or sourdough bread, whichever came in nice. fresh. And this I really, really, really love. And people will go, ooh, it's gross, but people that know food will know it's smarter. There's one thing to put on the outside of a grilled cheese sandwich. That's better than butter. Whoa. And that's mayonnaise. Wow. You, you put mayonnaise on the outside wow. of that, especially if you're home. You're it's pulling done. out the pots and pans. It's done. Yeah. It's done. If wow. you, if you, and I, I never heard of that. I was a skeptic, but uh, then I tried and I'm like, yeah, I've yeah. never I heard of that. You get a better color. Butter, you I, get it. Well, butter brings the taste, so I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, this is sort of a. What about lard, John? Will <laughs> lard be good? You know, bacon I, grease bacon, <laughs> well, you know what? I've done that before. I've actually dipped bed in break, bacon grease. Nice. Um, but I don't think they were looking for bacon. They really wanted to accentuate the. The, the the you know like the tartness of the tomato it's and, good. I, and I the never crab. heard of it. Well, it's delicious and it's twelve bucks. Wow, That's this is great. like the best twelve dollar bite I've had that far south in Jersey, nice. where I haven't left the state. So when people say there's nothing to eat in Salem, I have to tell you, to a certain extent, you're right. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when I did best subs with Pete Genovese a while back for New Jersey's best. Uh, I came across a place called Seagraves. They didn't make the final cut. They didn't get a lot of votes to kind of justify Pete going down there originally. Right. But Seagraves has really good cheesesteak, really good subs. Nice. And then uh, the Palos has really good sort of old school Italian-American red sauce food. Wow. But for a long time, that was it. Wow. Um, and I used to have some business in Salem County. I'd look around, and there was nothing. There were like these tired takeout Asian places where it's like, eh. Wow, that's you great. You know, and then there was like a few delis and the, the, the Salem Oak Diner. When I was a kid, a lot of truck drivers stopped at that diner. Uh, the last time I went in there, uh, very few times I just left $10 on the counter and walked nice. out because the breakfast was just not good. Okay. Um, yeah. So definitely check that out when you're down Sounds that great. far. Now, I just want to remind people that uh, Jim Hassan is our guest. He is the master grill master at Grub House Philly, which is inside the Borscht Building. I want to let everybody know facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash has all our photos. So if you think I'm full of baloney, 
go. All my picks are on the Facebook page, the Las Vegas, uh, Sunroom in Atlantic City, etc. We're going to let Jim give his final pick because we're less than two minutes left. But I want Jim to promote what else, uh, anything else he has going on. I, not, not so much. I, I, I talked about both of my jobs, Grub House, uh, 1732 Meats. But, nice. Uh, I did want to say, uh, talking about nachos, I, I do enjoy uh, appetizers that simulate rooting around in the trash. <laughs> um, it's, it's good stuff. But uh, uh, And then uh, real quick, uh, just a tip uh, that I've learned that uh, anytime you go to a new place, anytime I go to a new place, I get a new job somewhere, uh, you want to know where the best food is? Ask a cop. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great tip. We always say that. Me and him have said that on four shows. Yeah, ask a cop. They're on the Another job I've had as well, but that's another Yeah, no, that's totally true. I worked in Delaware for a little while. I was a bakery manager for Pathmark Stores, and, you know, I didn't know where to eat lunch and asked the cop, and he's like, have you tried the charcoal pit? I'm telling you, they know. That's like a state landmark in Delaware. Charcoal pit is a Charcoal build is the real deal. It absolutely is. Me and John had an actual episode where that's what we said. You know, a police officer is the go-to guy. Well, it's just like in the city in the old days, right, or you go to a hotel, you would hit the doorman up. And you'd yeah. be like, hey, man, where can I get, like, a decent bite to eat? Because right. am I going to trust him or am I going to trust the guy at the counter who's getting calm? All right, guys. Uh, it, we appreciate you joining us today. No, no, no. Taylor's got nothing we to do. We are going out of time. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Stay hungry. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on the Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Be sure to download John Cole's other two podcasts, The Food Truck Authority and Foodin' Around with Tony Luke at wildfireradio.com.